It's the economy, stupid. That was Bill Clinton's catchphrase when he was fighting George Bush Sr. in 1992. Things have changed since then. Now it's the environment, stupid. Has George Bush got that message yet? Hello, my name's Anthony Day. Welcome to this edition of Sustainable Business. This week there were three climate change conferences in the United States. This week as well I visited the Salt End cogeneration plant and found how conventional power generation can be environmentally responsible. I found some thoughts as well on the true cost of clean coal. The time for doubt has passed. That's what UN Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon said at this week's climate change summit. The chief UN climate scientist Rajendra Pachari said the time is up for inaction. Billed as the largest ever high-level meeting on climate change, the event re-emphasized the commitment of global governments to action. The next opportunity will be the Bali conference in December when delegates meet to design a successor to the Kyoto Protocol. The Kyoto Protocol commits nations to a reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by 2012. The task of Bali is to set targets for future decades. This week saw the annual meeting of the Clinton Global Initiative. This is an organization which sets out to deal with issues in the fields of education, energy and climate change, global health and poverty alleviation on a global scale. Those who attend are principally businessmen, but more than 50 current and former world leaders were on the list of attendees, including former Prime Minister Tony Blair, tennis star Andre Agassi and media mogul Rupert Murdoch. Those who attend pay a $15,000 registration fee and are expected to commit time or money to the conference's big issues. For example, Florida Power & Light made a commitment to build a solar power plant as part of a $2.4 billion clean energy program. Those who do not fulfill their pledges are not invited back. A spokesman said there were five people this year whose registration fees were not accepted. And then there was George W. Bush's meeting on climate change when he invited the 16 most polluting nations to discuss the issues. Opening the two-day meeting, U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice said climate change requires an integrated response encompassing environmental stewardship, economic growth, energy supply and security, and the development and deployment of new clean energy technology. How we forge this integrated response has major consequences not only for the future but also for our present. Many delegates were skeptical of George Bush's conversion to the climate change cause given that the United States and Australia were the only two countries not to sign the Kyoto Agreement. They were not too happy to be lectured by the Americans on the risks and dangers of climate change when they had been trying to persuade the Americans of those very facts for years. The White House believes countries should set their own goals to curb greenhouse gas emissions and many people are concerned that the White House is trying to hijack the debate. The Americans are making it plain that they believe that countries like India and China 
currently exempt from limits under the Kyoto Protocol, should restrict their CO2 emissions despite the fact that the United States emits far more greenhouse gases per head than any country in the world. The concern is that the negotiations in Bali in December will be undermined by the United States anxious to preserve its short-term economic interests. It's the environment, stupid. Without an environment we don't have an economy, we don't have a planet, and we don't have a life. Environmental responsibility is a key issue at the Salt End cogeneration plant in Hull, which I visited this week. The site is operated by International Power, and the visit was organised by Business in the Community, following up the Prince of Wales May Day Summit on Climate Change. It's a cogeneration plant because, in addition to producing electricity, it also produces steam for the neighbouring BP Chemicals installation. At 55% efficiency, it is one of the most efficient conventional generating plants in the country. It uses three combined cycle gas turbine generators which burn natural gas in what is effectively a jet engine and then use the heat of the exhaust to generate steam. Some of this goes to drive a steam turbine and some of it goes to the BP plant for chemical processes. Because the power station burns only natural gas its emissions are minimised. For historic reasons, it is built on the edge of a site of special scientific interest and therefore has to fulfil stringent environmental requirements. It has succeeded in this and its environmental policy statement can be found at www.saltend.co.uk Also present at the Salt End visit was David Leach, manager of International Power's Rougely Power Station. He was asked about carbon capture, a way of making conventional coal-fired power stations cleaner. First, he said, you have to have some sort of chemical process which strips the carbon dioxide out of the station's flue gases. This requires energy. Secondly, carbon dioxide has to be compressed and then pumped to a disposal site. This also requires energy. Although there is no commercial carbon capture in operation at present, the preferred site for storing the CO2 would be an exhausted oil well in the North Sea. I asked whether a coal mine could be used, but he said that it's impossible to make them gas tight. A pipeline would have to be built from each power station to the North Sea. Quite apart from all this investment, the amount of energy that would be needed to extract the carbon dioxide and transfer it to safe storage would reduce the efficiency of a power station such as his from 37% to 24%, the level commonly achieved 80 years ago. This could push electricity prices up by 50%. Clean coal is theoretically possible, but it certainly won't be cheap. Energy prices may be volatile, but the trend is always up. It will affect your business, your customer's business, your supplier's business. Make the very best use of it you can. I hope you found this interesting. Listen again, as they say, next week. This is Anthony Day. Thank you for listening.